0: Greetings, travelers. Welcome to the Law Seekers podcast. Grab a an nail and join our two adventurers as they share their tales of misadventure in the land of Tamriel. Hmm. Here they are at their usual table, jibs and cash. Alright, check it out. Abner Tharn, man, look Bosmer, act Bosmer, not Bosmer. Count toothpicks, cheated cards, different show, not Bosmer. You know, Rick at the Brash, Forest of Glenumbra? Simple, yes. Bosmer, maybe. But he charmed the pants off Joran, won a ping pong competition. That ain't Bosmer. He was a friggin' war hero. You know any Bosmer war heroes? You went full Bosmer, man. Never go full Bosmer.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was absolutely excellent. <laughs> off the cuff. I think I think oh. we should um, I think we should do a sideshow about Tropic Thunder. Oh yes, please, yes, please. yes. And we'll start petitions for Tropic Thunder two with the same cast. It has to be the same exact cast. You okay. can't give me that bull crap where you cast freaking Nicolas Cage because one other oh. dude said no. That's the worst. Because if that's the case, I want nothing to do with a sequel.
0: He's genuinely the worst actor. Ever. Unless National Treasure. I'll give him that. But, oh, okay. I we looked that dude up when I was at work yesterday. Yeah.
1: That dude made a hundred million dollars in movies within like a 10 year span. And he burned through it so bad. This is the only thing I could think of. Nicolas Cage burnt through his money. Cause it had like a list of things that he bought, like right. multiple houses, a freaking Island. He paid like some ungodly amount of money for like a, uh, for like a, a, small little mausoleum in new Orleans where um, Marie Laveau is buried. And by the way, new Orleans people absolutely hate him for that. <laughs> <laughs> but every movie, this is total Nicolas Cage, uh, uh, side quest. Sorry guys. Um, Every movie that Nicolas Cage has done in the past, probably five, maybe ten years. I would venture to guess you haven't even heard of one of them. Uh, They go straight to DVD. Just terrible, like coated in poop. They stink out of the box. Just terrible anyway. Uh, But he did have a heyday.
0: He did have a heyday.
1: See, that's called the the sandwich method. (laughs) It's the sandwich method. You start with a positive, there's a crap load of negative, and you end with a positive. That's right. Oh, man, that's so
0: funny. That's all I see now. That's all I see. Uh, Nicolas Cage. Man, there's such a cult around him that does not like him at all in any film. Literally any film. And, uh, like, my wife and I, we get, you know, we don't mind a cheesy movie. We enjoy history. I'm a huge history guy. I really enjoy that. Particularly, like, colonial era and stuff. And so mm-hmm. I, we really enjoy, like, National Treasure, that series. Like, those three movies. But even after the first one, it started getting a little weird. And, uh, like, beyond that, like, I, I don't... I can't... I mean, can you imagine him? What if he was... What if he had been cast instead of Keanu Reeves in, like, The Matrix? Can you imagine what that would have looked like?
1: What if he was the voice of, like abner tharn
0: oh gosh oh man i I would have hated that character even more
1: Bet. bet (laughs) you there'd be a few less people playing some eso's
0: (laughs) oh man oh i don't know
1: Mm. yeah we oh man we're getting really good i think the tales of tamriel podcast is wearing off on us because we can definitely go on tangents oh we
0: definitely
1: can We definitely can
0: (laughs) Speaking of, we could probably get back on the tracks. So, hey, uh, everyone, welcome. This is the Lord Secrets podcast. We talk Elder Scrolls Online. We are your hosts. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. This is episode 122. I am Jibs, and I'm joined by Cash.
1: Tropic Thunder 2.
0: Back to Vietnam. Back to po- uh, politically uncorrect. Could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine, dude?
1: Don't m- 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 make fun of me. <laughs> Just <laughs> Can everything you bends. That now? There's no way. It
0: was funny. There's no way that gets.
1: That no movie way. would never survive no. 2021, nope. dude. <laughs> just, and I, look, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Like at some point in this life, you have to just have a sense of humor. But I find it's better when you laugh that I find that movie so amazingly hilarious because it comes. Tropic Thunder comes from all directions. It's not just like, they don't just focus on one thing that's offensive. It's everything that's offensive. Everything. And they put it right in your lap, and then they stare at you. It was... <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, too, man. Oh. It's good to be back. It's good to be back on the air. I was actually feeling the itch, like, this morning. Yeah? I was feeling the itch, like, man, I, we got to get back on
0: the mic. So, And it's
1: only, it's been less than a week, because we recorded... Week. Yeah, we recorded uh, six days ago, and then we streamed on Sunday.
0: Yeah, that was fun.
1: Which was a good time. Yeah, ran dungeons with uh, with our friend Bruce. Normally do that. Uh, that was fun. He's newer to the game. Yeah, that was really cool. I
0: enjoyed that. That was a good time. Yeah, man. Uh, what a week. Uh, I've been dabbling. Actually, I haven't been dabbling. I've been power leveling a Templar. Um, for and I've been doing straight PvP this entire week. Just absorbing mid-year mayhem 100%. And uh, so much so that decided uh, myself and Champ uh, to make a couple Templars because it's like you're constantly getting rolled by one. So I'm like, you know what? If you can't beat them, just join them for PvP. So that's what we're doing. And uh, been leveling, having a good time. And uh, yeah, man, just enjoying the game. I always find myself going back to Leowin. At the end of the day start of the day i'm always yeah. in leowin all the time
1: yeah i uh, i enjoy that spot i mean between that and and uh Vardenfeld, because that's usually like where, where i do my writs and such but i pretty much i just kind of i'm dabbling over there although i did i did take a couple detours this week couple detours most of the week has been dedicated to mid mayhem in zero i think i've done uh, an occasional battleground here and there where i know that's mostly where you're spending your time is battlegrounds yeah um but i have been uh running with Lord seekers guilds in zero and it's been pretty cool i think my favorite part of that is watching new players who have never experienced Cerdil Cy- come in and play with us and by the time they're leaving they're like this is pretty cool and then they show back up yeah you know because Cyrodiil it's such it's such a big place and when when you're running with a group with objectives and and even la- like last night for instance we got in there last night and we were uh, celebrating one of our very beloved members uh, Wistie's birthday last night and I, I was oh, at work and I br- ended up yeah happy birthday Wistie I ended up getting uh, interrupted and had to leave but for the time I was in there they were doing a tour of Cyrodiil and like kind of avoiding the fights, but like they're going to different delves and then they were going to, um, to notable locations and stuff just around there, like doing a quest here and there. It was like, it was really cool. I was like, you know, there's so much more to Cyrodiil than just, you know, murdering or getting murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Murder. Murder. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. But, um, so did a little foray this week into the, uh, bow night uh-huh. Again, uh-huh. Um, just, you know, I just I just love the thought of the night Blade. It's just the execution of it that just yeah. it doesn't feel right. And it's not that damn bow because I'm, I'm getting good with the bow Like yeah. I, I'm feeling it now. Yeah. yeah. But it just doesn't match the raw power that I can produce with my bow
0: warden. It's, so. man, there's nothing, first off, there's nothing wrong with playing everything. Yeah. You know, there's a reason why it's, you know, you have all those class slots, you know, fill them up, play everything. Right. Uh, I will say this till I'm blue in the face. You know what I'm going to say, probably. Your home yeah. in this game is the Warden. And yeah. not because you're, you're like, right. not because it's... uh like, you're genuinely good at that class like that you you and not just good but you like excel at that class in a way that stands out above all other classes
1: you know yeah I, I I will agree with you in that I I do believe that that's my class it it just feels most comfortable for me like the rotation and stuff like I am parsing for a bow build which makes me very proud I'm parsing a hair under 90k right now and I know it can Ooh. come up because like I, I'm i looking at my at my combat metrics after a parse and I'm like, OK, I can I can certainly tighten that up. Like I can I can tighten my light attack times up a bit, actually a lot of bit. Um, and I can I'm still missing a few light attacks here and there. So like if I were to tighten that up, man, that 90K number, I think I think would be behind me.
0: You're right there. So mm-hmm. you're right there. Right so the and cut. the other
1: the other thing that really helped me this week you know, kind of solidify and kind of just settle back in a little bit with with my class is that just on a whim, I said, you know what? I haven't been to, to Vet Maelstrom in quite a while, so I'm just, I'm going to bring him in there, see how he does. Now, granted, I didn't get flawless. I did die a few times, but it was the easiest BMA run I have ever had. And <laughs> I, I know I told you, now I'm telling the peeps, but I was like, Okay, and I'm sure it had something to do with with uh, the Ring of the Pale Order because that was the first time that I ever run through the Ring of the Pale Order. That's a freaking game changer in there. Yeah. Oh. But the raw freaking damage coming out of that bow is just insane. That's so cool. It was, dude. I was melting things in there, and it was like, okay, so now I just need to work on body positioning and timing with some stuff, and then I can probably hit flawless on him. But, um, I was, I was really impressed. I was super, ha- super happy and didn't get my bow. One of my perfected bow. I didn't get the bow, but I did get the perfected Inferno staff, which I was like, okay, oh, I can't God. really complain because, oh, okay, buddy. it's, yeah, it's better than like a two-hander or
0: something. That's money. I forgot you said you got it. that. That's, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, um, yeah, that's awesome. I totally see us in the future. Obviously, not now because we're enjoying our Stam characters so much. But I could totally see us in the future rocking our Magicka characters again.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that'll happen. I'm sure it'll probably be for me. It'll probably be Magwarden. Just yeah. Because I, 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 know it's you know it's right. just my thing. But um. Right, right. That was a, it. Was a milestone for me because um, I, I, I've always been concerned about being able to clear VMA on a bobo character. Right. And it was like I said, it was the easiest VMA run I've ever had.
0: That's saying something. Yeah. Look yeah. how far you've come. I know I'm all grown
1: up and all grown <laughs> up and he's all grown
0: <laughs> up. Oh, that's good stuff. Well, hey folks, thanks so much yeah. for tuning in and uh last week on the show uh we talked World Plays ESO uh your Mayhem, Matt Fyro and the future of ESO. Answering your fan mail, we also uh Talk to Keshu the Blackfin, which we're doing again today. This is the—is this the final wrap up?
1: This is the wrap up tonight. The final yes. countdown. I know it's been a—it's been a long haul, guys. Um, but uh, I've been loving it. I've really been loving it. Good and character. If you are to listen to the four lore lessons on Keshu the Blackfin, you will know her front and back. And I guarantee, when you see her in the game, you will have so much respect for where she's been.
0: Absolutely. And. Uh, Someone, I think it was um, Nick Furzin, who follows us on Twitter, mm-hmm. tweeted at us today about something about the Argonians, how they assaulted Oblivion, and uh, oh yeah, I forgot all about that, and I'm just like, oh, oh yeah. even more reason to like them right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, they not they not only pushed back uh, a Daedric Legion of Dramora back into the gate. Yeah. They said that ain't where it ends. They went into the Oblivion Gate and wiped them.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> resilient. Man, we may need to revisit that one. That's a, that's yeah. that's awesome lore. Um, yep. so hey, yeah. Anyway, uh, this week on the show, we're continuing. Uh, we're finishing the Kesha the Blackfin series for our lore. Our uh, finishing Kesha the Blackfin, our lore lesson series on her. Uh, we're talking the latest community spotlight, Blackwood soundtrack, and the mighty. Crown Store Showcase for July, 2021. But, cash. Before we do any of that, we have a little. Uh, we have a little announcement. Oh, we do. That's right. We do. And uh, you want to tell them, and then uh, I'll push the big red button.
1: Yeah. So um, as as anticipated, friends, and as we've been talking about for the last, well, ever since we've been back. Uh, Jibs and I have been hard at work taking every single piece of material that we've ever created and putting it into a brand new spot for your consumption as of right now. Our brand new website
0: is live. And it is live. So if you go to Lore it's live literally right now. Uh, If you go to loreseekerscast.com Just like Cash said, everything, all our lore lessons, all our episodes, easy access. If you need to contact us, whether it's through phone or through email, you can find all our merch there, which by the way, we're getting ready to do an aggressive overhaul of our merch line. So you can expect that to get uh, updates, but everything is there. Everything. Sweet rolls and coffee, Twitch Tavern, all ease of access. And uh, so yeah, loreseekerscast.com. Pretty cool. I'm excited. Hope the people like us. that people like it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yay Finally. Us. <laughs> I know. And yeah,
1: the funny thing is, is that when, when you look at, you know, 120 some odd episodes, 120 some odd lore lessons, all the extra Twitch Taverns, the, all the lore lesson compilations, all that stuff, we had to make a post for every single one of them.
0: And we decided recreate. by the end of it, never again. Yeah. Never, ever again. <laughs>
1: we'll, we'll never do that again. We'll always just archive stuff because we just, we, oh, we yeah. just, we yeah, we just let it lapse and and we didn't we didn't think about it too much and then we decided to come back. We're like, oh, maybe that wasn't such good idea. You
0: no, know, that was probably not the tip and top of our good choice list. <laughs> yeah. But uh, okay. anyway, yeah. So it's there. If by the way, if you would, and I'm sure many will. Uh, hopefully not, because that means we did due diligence, but. We think we got everything combed out over there. If for some reason, something's out of place, uh, or there's an issue. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us. But we think we think it's we think we're we think we're okay. We think we're. Okay. I think it's a nice. It's
1: a nice. I think you like.
0: I think you like. <laughs> well, we do have some news. Uh, not just that, but we've got official ESO news from around the bend, and uh, this coming to us from Elder Scrolls Online.com. community spotlight tomatoes. I love that name. Illustrated. ESO Adventures. So, for those of you who have not had a chance to check this out, this is... I'm just going to read this to you. Quote, As Tomato explores Tamriel, they illustrate their adventures and share them with the rest of the ESO community. Discover their work and learn more about their inspirations and process in our latest community spotlight. So Dom does a great job on getting all this stuff put together for the community every month. And uh, I'll be honest, I didn't know... This person's name was Tomato. I I love it. Had been watching or s- they were showing up on my Twitter feed long before this community spotlight, and their graphic work is absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah, I I love the style that this is in because it, it's like a it's black and white. So first of all, like I'm I'm a black and white tattoo guy for sure, and this reminds me a lot of like a a drawing for a tattoo but it's it's more of a rough sketch but the detail in the roughness of the sketch is what makes it it's like a collaboration of the two things right and i really really dig it yeah it just like look at look at the renderings of of the argonians and mayron's dagon it's it's insane yeah. it's like, so 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 good
0: yeah they do a great job Great job! It's yeah, beautiful. I've been getting into digital art a lot lately on um, my new iPad I got for Father's Day, and uh, I'll be honest, there's no, that, that's become such a wonderful low-key hobby for me. And just mm-hmm. practicing shading is people who can get shading right. Oh my gosh, I have so much respect for. And everything from you talk, day Dagon, just the the way that they do this is it honestly looks uh, almost comic book style in a way. Like old school comic book style, and uh, yeah, and very good job.
1: Yeah, they were, a- and they were able to capture. I mean, you know, I'm totally man crushing on Mayron Stegman, but I don't think that guy has had a carb in probably three generations.
0: That's life goals right there.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's got he's got like a six pack on top of his six pack.
0: <laughs>
1: well done, bro. Totally, totally man crushing on him.
0: Six pack or six pack he's got uh-huh. a six pack. That's I'm good. I'm
1: actually oh, look at this one right here, the, the one with the uh, Argonian. So so their character, Tomato's character must be an Argonian.
0: I'm assuming so um,
1: yeah. Yeah, oh, actually no there's a Khajiit there. But um there's one that has the pig. I wonder if that's the pig from that e- the ESO event that we have to go Just we have to special? go. Yeah, where we have to go um, Chase down the pig yeah, it could the be. jester's I fest said the Jester's fest and reminded me of my favorite female orc. <laughs> the, yeah. the one who's a smoker.
0: The one who's a smoker. Oh,
1: I love her. She's such a doll. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so anyway, community spotlight, be sure to go check it out. Show them some love and support. Make sure you give them a follow on Twitter. It has all their information there as well. You can follow, uh, you can follow them on Twitter at 7L-P-R-E-V number 8 C T letter G-F-A-Y number two R
1: Ooh, one Oof. quick point for you go on tomato says they draw in pencil in, this, in their sketchbook scan it to their computer and finish them by processing the pencil pencil drawing to make it clear and remove any unnecessary dust yeah I like that that's pretty cool yeah. and tomato plays the game in Japanese no kidding which is cool. So I, I would assume that tomatoes in, oh, in Japan. That's cool. Uh, because Tomato mentions up here at the top. Um, question was asked by Dom: When you were first inspired to draw? When were you first inspired to draw scenes and characters from ESO? And Tomato says: When Esoko, the official Kajit character of the ESO community team in Japan, first appeared. They started a Twitter account and drew a picture of her in hopes of cheering her up. At the time, Tomato hadn't developed the habit of drawing regularly and was just doodling. And there's a, there's a picture of that Khajiit, which I assume is Esso Co. But that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's I love cool. it. The ESO is so damn global. The world plays ESO, friends. That's right,
0: does. Uh, speaking of, hey, make sure you're doing yeah. uh, WorldPlay ESO. Make sure you're throwing in those hashtags, having some fun. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just really enjoying the event because there's a whole lot of things going on. It's not just the streaming. It's everything that revolves around you, the fans, what you're doing in the game. Make sure you're showcasing it and, uh, you know, spreading the word, man. Get everyone yeah, in. And it's,
1: it lasts for two months, so there's... Two months of us being able to showcase to the world how, you know, what we play in ESO and how we play ESO. And that's what the whole hashtag world plays ESO thing is about. Right. And I think this first round of streaming is centered around uh, stream team members are doing Orsinium DLC. So see, I I should have done my VMA run on stream.
0: You know, maybe we'll do that another time. You've never streamed a VMA run.
1: I never stream. No, I no hell no. I don't want people to like watch me and give me tips and tell me how bad I tell me how bad I suck. I
0: want to know how bad
1: you are. (laughs) Hey, I got through it faster than I've ever gotten through it. So there's that. But do you remember your time? No, I think I made the boards on it though. But I'll have to check and see what my time was. Well, I got a. I got a little thing that said, like, time trial or something like that that popped up. So I know it was faster than I've ever done it. That's really cool.
0: We should time yeah. ourselves. That'd be cool. All right. Well, awesome, man. Uh, so anyway, yeah, make sure you check that out. Uh, check out Tomato's Drawings. does a great job. And also, this coming to us again from com. Uh, The Elder Scrolls Online Blackwood soundtrack now available online. Now, to those who are here, who are doing a live show, always over at twitch.tv slash loreseekerspodcast, you can come be a part of the live show. You all got to hear it before we uh, went live tonight, today. But, uh, yeah. They normally wait a while till they release these soundtracks, but I'm be honest, I love the fact that they brought this one early. This is such a good soundtrack. So many good songs. They are all amazing. They're all so good. They're all yeah, so good. They,
1: they are. And I actually I saw this uh, flash across my screen today, and I was I was very excited about it. And I actually really like this um the article too that they put out because it's it's very simple. But they linked They linked Their ESO live With the audio director
0: Yeah Bard
1: Bard Derek what, He's our
0: dude Oh, What a ESO live I think that's one of my favorites of all time mm-hmm. That was probably um, one of the best ones that was. It's kind of like one of those things where it's You just come away And feel informed Yeah <laughs> Like really informed about someone who really has an understanding of of From years and years and years of experience doing this thing And it's uh, That was a joy to sit back and listen to
1: Yeah, it was very cool And that was um, Like we've always liked Brad Derrick and his music uh, Especially when it comes to ESO And he is not only A composer and a writer of music And the audio director, it's us the guy is an all-around entertainer. I mean, he was funny. His stories were super engaging. Um, I mean, d- the dude's a badass, like fully tatted and just like full of life. So we, huh. we coined him Bard Derek because bards are entertainers. And of course, he writes music. So he will forever be known at the Lore Secrets podcast as Bard Derek. But we were very, very impressed with it, and um, you know, take take the time to to listen to the soundtrack. I mean, you can find it on all these places. I'm definitely going to get it on Apple Music, and it's just it's so good. But I'll tell you what, I'm stuck on though, Jibs. I am stuck on it, and I cannot stop listening to it. Mm. The Merkmeyer soundtrack. Really is absolutely seeping into my soul.
0: Wow. So I would not good. have seen that coming.
1: <laughs> yeah. So there's gonna be a snippet of it tonight when we do um when we finish up our Lord Lesson on Keshi the Blackfin tonight. We'll be listening to some Merckmeyer music and I just I can't stop listening to it. I, I actually this is it's embarrassing but this is a this is a little like dip into Cash's life. When I meditate every day i listen to the murkmar soundtrack
0: no kidding <laughs> I swear to god dude i did just not know
1: that puts me into an amazingly happy place
0: you know i'm not gonna lie when we went you and i were there what were we there for i think you were sky shard hunting and i happened to show up i don't know why i showed up. oh we had a duel for the uh endeavor for the day and oh that's right
1: did you want to talk about that duel
0: uh, where you picked <laughs> my arse. Yeah, you did a great job. Like, decimated me. Your burst from your warden is insane.
1: Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I just. No, that's a real. I'll own it. i really, own it.
0: You crushed it. It's
1: a real happy spot for me because it never happens.
0: No, you. you it's just, a very rare. You didn't beat me. You, like, threw me in the ground and kept kicking while I was down. Yeah, critted. Every you, once in a while, everybody gets a you crit. crit for, like, I think it was like a 10k <laughs> crit. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, um, So yeah you know i forgot i had not literally had not been to that zone in a very long time and stepping back over to that zone dude it is very very good like it's it it has its own like and i don't know if it's after just being around in blackwood and just other zones since Merkmire, but i kind of appreciate all the just like untamed foliage that makes up the area you know, yeah. it just I don't know something about it.
1: Um, this it's so it is so funny. I love I love that we can talk about this because. Do you remember how much we, we bagged on Argonians and like, <laughs> at, at, at points like we teased, yeah. Lord Master Lehman because he absolutely loves Argonians. Yeah. And we were always like, are you kidding me? Like Merkmeyer. When you poop in Cyrodiil, it all it goes down. Like it, whoever Ultimately, anybody choil- poops in the, the Imperial choil- City, it flushes down to Merckmeyer. Yeah. Yeah. So we would bag on it, but like full realization over these over this last month doing the series on, on Keshu and the struggle and the hardships and the pure the pure will of the argonian to be able to live through what they have lived through and forge on and be as tough and resilient as they are i've wanted to go back down to Merkmire to maybe finish the content that i that i didn't quite ever finish and um that place has not only like drawn me into wanting to see more of that content and wanting to dive more into the sex little culture but to roll one of my own so yeah I did for sure. I did roll a an Argonian uh, warden as a healer. what would you name him um, third eye oh okay
0: that's fun yes
1: yeah third eye is a little little mindfulness uh, throw there. Um, To him because they're really big on on mindfulness. And and I just it's it's funny how we can play this game for so long and have an opinion about something. And maybe it'll change for Soat the Seal, too. But I really have had a change of heart with um, Argonians and the culture.
0: It's really funny. I don't know if you know this, that you named your Argonian third eye because we have a bearded dragon here. And good old Bernard, we discovered as we, you know, read up on bearded dragons, that they have a quote-unquote third eye that rests yeah. on the base of their neck area, and they typically don't like you to touch that area. That's actually a legitimate thing. It's not like open or anything. It's just kind of like an yeah. internal thing, and uh, pretty cool that you need, that you would do that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That is. So you actually have a live Argonian.
0: I do. Uh, I actually made another Argonian too, uh, Templar for my healer. No, I,
1: I mean the pet in your house. Yeah.
0: Oh, I had that. Yeah. Is
1: yeah. actual Argonian. It's that yeah. no, That's pretty cool. Yeah. Bernard. Yes, resting yeah, it's cool,
0: face. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. But, but yeah, hey, check it out. You know, uh, soundtracks in this game. You know, we talk. I think we talk about this just about every year, but you know, music in Elder Scrolls as a whole. I mean, my goodness, you know, now that I'm teaching audio, basically audio engineering, audio is everything. Audio is king. It doesn't matter if you're streaming, if you're doing a movie, if you are watching a commercial, it's everything. You take audio out of a scene of a horror flick and it automatically takes all the weight out, you know? And um, audio in Elder Scrolls is something that is so, so special for so many people because it brings you back, you know, and you especially, you know, you play the RPGs and it takes you back to XYZ time in your life, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think the thing with um, the thing with RPGs is you you will always create those own moments in your game that will a lot of them you'll forget. But there's a lot of them that will be just pinnacle moments that you'll be able to pull out like ten years later, and we talk about them all the time on this show. Those moments that we have in gaming, yeah. And I, I can't even count how many I've had in Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. Is there's so and now? Granted, you know, now over over the years, like we've played the game for several years now, which yeah. was totally out of my character. I've all, you know this, Jibs, I've always been a pretty big game hopper. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's even though we, we, had a, we had a little break, but like that time before that and like now, like how invested I am back into the game and everything. It's just um, it's pretty incredible how I could change the way that I game just because of what's in the game. And now there's so many of those moments that you talk about. It's yeah. crazy. I can't even count them.
0: Yep. Yeah, it's funny you say that cuz ESO changed that for uh, it cuz yeah, we we at the time we came from a MMORPG community uh, that was known for we're playing what's the new the common phrase was what's the game this month. Yeah. You know. We were always swapping games and um it's crazy the one game that ultimately holds us is Elder Scrolls Online, and it's, it's, and and we really don't game hop. Like, you know, I have off games that I play, but they're not games that I play, play, you know, like this is, this is it. I put all my game, most, probably about 98% of my gaming time into ESL. And, uh, yeah.
1: It's crazy to
0: think that, honestly.
1: Like, I don't, I don't play phone games. Um, I bought a Switch cause I was all super excited about playing Skyrim on the Switch and then I had that freaking stupid moment where I bought Animal Crossing and just went, why did I spend the money on It, <laughs> it was, dude, that was a weird time in COVID. Uh, just, we'll let it run. I know, I think, <laughs> I think our brains were just scrambled with everything that was going on. It's like, okay, I'll get, this game looks cute. we we'll get that, we can fish, we can make a little store um maybe. this game sucks <laughs> this game sucks that game not is doing great for it. a lot of people yes not, not doing for it. you so um but you know I get my point is I I try like there's all kinds of other games I could play and I just I I don't wanna even Skyrim like as much as I want to play Skyrim again I've talked about it before I just I can't I just uh, I think I'll, I'll miss out uh, I, I forgot my dailies. I gotta do my dailies. You know, <laughs> but it's not that addiction. Like, remember, remember when we went back to World of Warcraft for a while?
0: Yeah, yeah, we did. That. I'm
1: glad you remember because it was like freaking three months ago. So, we went back to World of Warcraft and we were, we were playing that. Something we had that. that period of what'd you say? That
0: was longer than that.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was ways ago,
0: four or five months maybe. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it was it's during that, better.
1: it was during that effing buzzy period in our lives where we were not playing ESO. It was oh, yeah. during that. Time frame. Yeah. Yeah. But we went back and we there was a there was a a span of time during that period where there was a lot of nostalgia. And we're like, oh yeah, I remember this. We start going back to do all the old raids and you know shit. I think I I think I leveled probably three characters to max.
0: A lot of leveling.
1: Oh, uh, there's a lot of leveling and just a lot of we just did a lot of stuff. But what happened then? the game became a job every day. Gotta go do this one, gotta go do this one, gotta go down there, gotta go over here. And if you don't, you were behind. And that quickly got old. And then I remember the first time coming back to ESL and it was like, I could do these dailies over here if I wanted, I could do these dailies over here if I wanted. Definitely will do my daily dungeon. But if you don't, if you don't have time and if you just want to pick a direction and wander and go talk to NPCs and go just off off the grid and just explore. You're not falling behind in anything. The game world is there. It's consistent. It will be there for the things that you want to do when you want to do them. And you will not fall behind everybody else if you miss a day. Yeah. That's, that's right. what's beautiful. It's,
0: I think if honestly, if if um one thing that Elder Scrolls Online has done consecutively since we started the show years ago now to even up to this point is it continuously like it, it continuously embraces the journey for the player. Like that's the embodiment. It's not necessarily the trials or, or the end game, you know. It's Which granted, that that is for a lot of people, but I mean, as an overall, like it's, it really represents in a lot of ways, the journey of the player in the world. And I, you really don't find that, you don't find that elsewhere, to be honest, I I feel. Um, But you
1: can find it in elsewhere.
0: It's there too. I miss elsewhere. We should go do some dragon hunting sometime soon.
1: Look at my shirt. I'd rather be in elsewhere. Ah! See what you did. I know with Master and Secunda on it. See?
0: Regarding 2020, chat says what happened in 2020 stays in 2020. <laughs>
1: 2020 was an effing dragon dragon break, and that is going to be a t-shirt.
0: Yes, it is. It's coming soon to the sure shop revamp. But anyway. Uh, yeah. So hey, anyway, uh music's a big deal. If you want to go check out the soundtrack, you can. It is on a whole lot of places. I found it over at Spotify. I know it's on iTunes. Um, all the Spotify ones are grouped together pretty nicely, so you can find Also, you can go to their main site, online.com, and go to the media section, you scroll down, you'll find music, and that music is for all of their soundtracks. So anyway, you can check that out there. Next, this is the final piece of news for the day. big thing coming uh, this month to us was the Crown Store Showcase for July 2020. 20- Twenty-one. Now mm-hmm. there is. Oh, that's the wrong screen. Shame on me. Boop. Oh, you're such a rookie. I know. It happens to the best of us. There we oh, go. Oh, you
1: had one job. That okay. Get rid of that. Thank you. Yeah, we're good. So anyway, I know it's like showing us in our underwear. Don't. <laughs> you saw our streamlabs. <laughs> that's us. That's us in our skivvies.
0: <laughs> it's my first time. Uh, but anyway, Crown Store Showcase for 20, July 2021 is coming to us so again. on dot Now, what a uh, what a fun month! Um, first and foremost, I just the Ravens are here, buddy. The merchants, <laughs> the banker, the Ravens <laughs> are here. Yes, the Ravens are here. Um,
1: I had a pretty busy day today. Uh, I. Yeah, I wasn't able to log in today. Just had a bunch of stuff going on. But when I sat down to pre-show with you as we were talking, I logged into the game. <laughs> and I bought my Ravens, cause that was happening for sure.
0: <laughs> they are bitching. That's so cool, dude. They yeah. uh I, I love the fact that I'm a huge like just a, a fan anyway. Like I'm I, I enjoy kind of like that um from a real real world perspective, like when it comes to writing like Edgar Allan Poe. Like that kind of oh, that yeah. darker, you know and I love the idea of you know getting a raven, you know, some raven ink somewhere on me. And I got one. I know you do. Right there, it's yeah. Right there. Yeah. Quote yeah. yeah. the
1: Raven evermore. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I love that. And uh seeing those ravens come in game immediately. I'm like, ooh yes that is um there are there are a few things
1: that come into the crown store there's cutesy tootsie stuff there's hell no stuff stuff i wouldn't buy there's stuff that i i can't use because i play male characters and they put a lot there's like a lot of dresses and pretty stuff like that that i wouldn't use yeah and then there's the absolutely get it right now before it's gone i absolutely have to have it and my life will turn to crap if i don't make this purchase right now stuff
0: yeah, they're pretty awesome. Um, uh-huh. Just <laughs> If you haven't had a chance to check them out in game, they perch on your, I believe it's on your arm. Wait, what? I believe they will sit on your arm. I have. Oh, I, okay,
1: I, so I just bought the thing. I have not pulled it out yet. Oh, you haven't. Okay. Sorry. I haven't had time. No, but if it sits on your arm, now I'm even more happy.
0: Yeah, apparently it sits on your arm. Whoa! So the, the animation with your character, chat says, when you interact, is really cool. Uh, as a fan of oh, the crows, I definitely made an audible gasp when I saw one of those. Yeah.
1: Oh, I cannot wait.
0: Yeah. I cannot wait. Yeah, that's too cool. They're gonna be great. to honestly, that is so fitting for our favorite holiday, and that is what cash.
1: Mm, we've got a few of them. But yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Yep, which is uh, Halloween!
1: Best? I can't wait for Halloween to I know. get
0: here. I know, they really uh, stuffed this Crown Store showcase full of a ton of things, dude. Did you see the Chimera, Cinch Cup? Yes. Oh my gosh, isn't that yes. the cutest they thing? They
1: know exactly how to tickle your senses. They know who they have target audiences for every one of these things. They're very, very smart. But yeah. That one, that one's super cute. Now, if you have Roz, like if you have Roz, you almost kind of, by default, have to buy the Khmer kitten.
0: She was such a good character in Elsewhere. And Mm. uh, honestly, probably one of my favorite characters of any of the expansions, I would say. Uh, Even more than Evelie? Evelie got annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I so baited you. (laughs) Yeah, you did. I know you did. (laughs) <laughs> she, uh, you know, I she's, you story. she's like one of those, it's kind of like one of those, <laughs> it's kind of one of those friendships where it's like, like, you'll go out to dinner with that friend, but you don't want to necessarily hang out with that friend. It's like, um, it's like they're best in doses. And that's Evely for me. <laughs> Okay. So I think I
1: had like I, I loved Evelie. I thought I thought she was a good character. Toward the end, I started to realize something with Evelie. Evelie is a teenage girl. Right? Yeah. And I am I'm at the age now, with the life experiences, that I can have a little experience with teenage girls now because before you think super weird thoughts because I realized that came out a little wrong. <laughs> Don't extend that pause. <laughs> I have a 17-going-on-18-year-old daughter who is absolutely amazing, but she's still a 17, 18-year-old daughter. Right. So, and right. I mean, they get excited. They, they do their things. They're teenagers. So I started to realize that about Evely. And for the, for the reason of that, I realized that she's you know she's young and she's she's a little inexperienced in adventuring and stuff. And once I realized that, I started to think of like her future. And she's that good now, Because like she's pretty badass with a bow. When she gets older as an adventurer, she's gonna be
0: amazing. Now I want to throw this right? at you, and I don't know okay. if this. I'm pretty sure this has never been done in the game. But let's just say four or five years down the road. I want to see Evelie again as a returning character, except she's older. Like, she's she's aged, and she has her experience on her side. I think I would enjoy (laughs) that version of Evelie, especially. A little bit more life experience. Um... I think that'd be really fun to see from that standpoint, from a lore standpoint as well. Um, but I totally get exactly what you're saying with, you know, Evely right now. Yeah. And um, especially, you she's know, she's excited. You, yeah. She's super excited about everything. Everything's, everything's dialed up to 10 with her. That doesn't, which by the way, hey, if you're in the dark brotherhood, um, you got a really Ooh. interesting quest text in that. Yeah.
1: Turns out, uh, she didn't like them so much.
0: <laughs> no, she... uh That escalates quickly. So anyway, if you're in the Dark Brotherhood, or you, maybe you joined the Dark Brotherhood, um, later, after you did the story, main story, you should go back and do it on another character that is in the Dark Brotherhood, and you get some really interesting uh, little tidbits there. But anyway, um, the Crown Story Showcase, look, it's huge, so we're not going to be able to go through it all of it. It's literally probably one of the biggest ones... I've seen from them in a long time. I will say this, the exclusive free item this this time around, it was actually pretty unique. It's not a uh, sculpture like you're accustomed to seeing. Or a statuette, I'm sorry. I personally love this. I don't know how the people feel about it, but it's a painting of Leowin standing at the mouth of the Nibben River and known for its majestic chapel honoring Zenithar. It's a really, really cool painting.
1: Yes, that is, if you look at it, that is our login screen for Blackwood minus the Adventure's uh, silhouettes that are on the shoreline there.
0: It's really pretty. It's big, too. It'll cover mm-hmm. a whole wall, a good yeah. portion of the wall, at least.
1: Oh, That's that's beautiful. Oh. I love that stuff. It's, it's cool to see that they can take concept art from you know from for, for the game from the game and like like i said this is the login screen for blackwood yeah. right and they can render it to where it it's in a picture right in your house
0: yeah so cool yeah it's really cool and by the way that'll be available from uh, july 1st to august 5th there's all kinds of adornments um just to name a few you've got the Khajiit dragon priest masker back the prize hunter pa- eye patches back for crafting, you got the Skull of Corruption. Uh, it's the Elder Scrolls artifact. Those are back. Um it's Just oh, and for those who don't know what that is, that's this um, signature weapon of um, Vermina, the Daedric Prince. Check that out. A uh, Bloodspawn pack is coming back. This one was cool. I'm gonna bring this one up. The Selene Arms pack. Oh yeah. I did not know that this was gonna be a thing. So this is quite the shock. Uh, Mm -hmm. I want to read this so I make sure I can get this right. Quote, Collect payment in kind with weapons inspired by the Forest Spirit Selene. Alter your weapon's appearance to match the Undaunted Selene Awards by using this complete set of outfit styles. So this arms pack will be in the Crown Store for a limited time from July 28th, so later this month, to August 25th at 10 a.m. EST. Now... Selene's Visage style page has a chance to drop from the last boss on Veterans Selene Web Dungeon. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're farming. Yeah, we need to get in there and farm. That's one thing I love about having Champ with us now is that guy is always down to farm. It doesn't matter when, where, he's always down. And I love that motivation.
1: (laughs) Yeah, um, this particular set... um, is it looks very like if you've gone into Celine's web, it is like this dark dank swamp where every you know every rock surface is all mossed up and it yeah. just, all the trees are like just old and gristled and dying. It's just like a gnarly looking forest. So and Celine, of course, is a spider right So every single one of these uh, weapons looks as if it is a part of a spider. For example, the, The shield has the eyes of the spider down toward the bottom. And then the rest of the actual shield looks like it's a spider's carapace. And then there's these ghost spider legs that come out of it. And the bow, which is what I've been eyeballing ever since I saw this showcase, looks like it is two spider's legs connected together. And then the rest of the legs come out in ghost form. From the bow,
0: yeah, it's really cool.
1: So th- I mean, this is an this is an absolute hell yeah, yeah
0: purchase for yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. And and you know what? To, to kind of go off of that, if you're into farming, at all, not only can you buy it, but you can also uh, the arms cop style page will uh, it can be attained by either purchasing it for fifty undaunted keys from Glitterion the Redbeard, or as a chance from. Uh, Glirion's um, Mystery Coffer for one on Dante. Absolutely amazing set. And you know what? I feel like um, the Vicosa set was cool that they, uh, I believe it's in the game right now. Um, I've never seen this before. I don't think this is returning since while we were on our break. But if it is, man, oh man, it's good to see it again. It's absolutely perfect for Witch's Festival. Yep. Absolutely. I wouldn't mind a Celine necessarily themed, but a very Celine-driven chapter story. I think that'd be kind of cool. Where we kill her again, and we kill her again and again and again. <laughs> I, don't know, I, I do, I cool. do like,
1: I love her dungeon though. That's, it's a really, it's a really just a yeah. creepy, creepy dungeon. And you end up uh, in her lair at the bottom, and then there's the whole web, the whole web
0: ground drops out. and it's just yeah, fiction. yeah, agreed. So anyway, that's there for you. Guys. for motifs, there's a ton. You've got the True Sworn, Moongrave Fane, the Stags of Zen, uh, Sunspire style. Oh gosh, Canarthi Pride Arms Pack. Um, all of these will be available for um, a limited time, it looks like. And also, there's going to be ways that um, I think on a lot of these, you can uh, also earn them in game as well. Uh, for wardrobe, you have the Dark Shamans coming back, the skin and camo, Camoas woods wear. That's a very Bosmer feeling if you're into Bosmer stuff. Um, it's a skirt and short top, crop top. Tilvani Wizard Lord Robes. Those are cool. Uh, and then the new one this year says, quote, in the ceaseless wars of Oblivion, there will always be scoundrels. After rooking marks of goods and foes of, live, of lives... Uh, this rugged Dremora-style coat lets you slink away, sounding no louder than the whisper. This is the Dremora Deceiver Duster. Pretty cool looking. Uh, it's going to be available on all platforms from July fifteenth, July twenty-second. This is, um, I would say, probably like half a trench coat. It, it's you know, talking scoundrel. It's kind of like um, this would be very Nightblade-friendly.
1: Trench coat. What's he got under that thing? <laughs> Fake Rolexes. <laughs> That's disgusting.
0: <laughs> it's pretty cool, though. Honestly, if you're uh, if you're a Nightblade or someone who likes to be super stealthy, it brings me back to like an ESO version of Han Solo.
1: Oh, that's a good call. That's a very good call. I love the hood. Yeah. With the uh, with the uh, the glasses or the goggles. Goggles. You sure? Yeah. Oh, isn't that? <laughs> yeah, maybe it's not.
0: Keep scrolling. <laughs> Alright, I'm new. <laughs> it's my first time. It's my first time. Anyway, keep scrolling down, you'll find it. That's a good one yeah. though. Now oh, I kinda yeah. wonder if you like gonna recant your statement about whether it was a nice pull.
1: No, it's still a good pull. Oh, okay. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tend to agree with you.
0: Okay. Alright. Well anyway, that's gonna be available. <laughs> so yeah, if you are um, you know, into something that uh looks pretty unique. Check this one out. It'll be out uh, July 20th, uh, July 15th. I'm sorry. Next, you have the Renegade Dragon Priest. The Hakushche Festival costume. That's a fun quest line, by the way, and elsewhere. Um, Pelatine T-feet uh, gown. And then you've got the New Moon Dragon Cult costume making its return. This is going to be available uh, during the Pan Elsewhere celebration. So that's pretty cool.
1: That's going to be fun. Yeah. You know, we're going to be back in elsewhere.
0: I love any excuse be... to get me back in elsewhere. I love oh, yeah. that place. Yep. Absolutely amazing chapter.
1: Uh oh, I know the one you were talking about now. I'm a little late. Oh. I had to pee, man. Okay. Bless your heart, so I got a little it. lost when I came
0: back. You found it. You did good. Yeah.
1: Dirty dark elf. Anyway.
0: Okay. Dirty dark elf. I'm caught up. All right, all caught th- up now. Good. Now we're scrolling. All right. So we're around <laughs> the crown crates. <laughs> we're at the uh, Bandari Peddler crates. So this is going to be uh, making a return for a limited time during the Pan Elsewhere Celebration. Keep your eyes out because those were some great crates. Um, yeah. We'll keep you updated once we hear more on that. That's the one where
1: you can get the uh, the Centrot, remember? Yeah, boy. The dude that looks like he's got hip pifida. Skips leg day Yeah. every day.
0: Yeah. He never yeah. misses arm day, though.
1: Never miss his arm day,
0: but just don't look below the waist. What's funny with those, we were we were farming for champ, a world boss, I forget where we were at. And uh I realized when I set my mount to like toggled it from run to walk, and he has no mount speed at all. Like he just kind of like glides through the air <laughs> <laughs> slowly. <laughs> Very there is nothing. Low.
1: There is nothing worse than like the first thirty levels of Mount Speed.
0: Oh, it's the <laughs> it's, worst! It quickly reminds you of why you normally don't uh, level new characters. I know. Like I could
1: literally just run faster than this mount. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're exactly right.
1: Oh, it's uh, almost like you're getting them in shape. You know what I mean? Like, like they've been on like yeah. this long hiatus where they did they did nothing but eat, like. Like Cheetos and Hot Pockets, <laughs> <laughs> and and you're you're getting them back in shape. So, getting that cardio yeah. down
0: is what you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, also, the Season of the Dragon <laughs> DLC bundle that'll be available um, on all platforms during uh, start, actually starting on July 22nd. Uh, there will be the event tickets coming back. By the way, in case you want to know. Uh, they'll be in the the single event tickets will be available in the Crown Store on all platforms for a limited time during the Pan Elsewhere celebration. Now, someone's asking in chat if that is a new celebration. To me, it's new. I don't remember this one, but I have also slept many a time. So,
1: Pan ah. Elsewhere celebration. I think it is. Is this a new one? I th- I think it is. Pan Elsewhere. It's got to be. What the hell does Pan mean though? Are you saying pan,
0: yeah, like Peter Pan, yeah, Peter, Peter Pan. So, anyway, hmm. rent tickets, yeah, you can buy them in the crown store. It's coming furniture. You got the Morrowind Lord of Vex set, you also got the uh, Moon Bishop Sanctuary furnishing bundle. Uh, for music box, you have a clash of Fang and Flame, man, that's a good one. Uh, that's a
1: good song, that's
0: a good one. Dancing Among yep. the Flowers, fine, and then houses, you've got Tell Galen. That's a fun one. If you want to live in a mushroom, uh, Joe. It's Morrowind. I thought,
1: dude. I thought you would be over the freaking moon.
0: I'm for not that. a fan of that
1: one. Or as you say, uh, so through the moon. I have
0: never said. <laughs> Next, you got Joe's embrace. Uh This is a fun one. This was came out with elsewhere. It's a very, very, very good home. It's a noble home. It'll be available during the Pan Elsewhere celebration. From mounts, you have True Ghost Horse. If you ever wanted a, ho- a horse that's literally a ghost. Well, you can from July first to July. 8th. So guess what? Right now. Um then you've got the uh Seer Fox and then uh Queen's Claw Cinchrot. That's a white speckled centrot if you're looking to collect more of those. Pets, that's you've Seer got. fox is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that one looks That's a cool looking mount. Yeah. Yeah. It's got like a, a mask on it. Yeah, a fox with a mask. It's pretty neat. I did a good job. This is a Centrat. All kinds of good stuff are coming. All kinds of pets. You have the Fennec Fox, the Wolf Pup, the Kamira Cinch Cub, the House Cat, the Polymorph uh, Wraith. The Crows is coming back. Of course, the Assistants. All these things are more coming this month. So anyway, that's your Crown Store showcase for this month. And uh, man, they nailed it. On it, they just they went all out on that this year.
1: Yeah, it's like a uh, summer celebration because that is a ton of stuff it's a lot it's like one after the other one after the other stuff's going to be coming out and man i still i still cannot wait for the freaking witches festival because that one those sets that that'll probably be my next major round of buying a ton of crates yeah from that because i absolutely love those crates
0: absolutely they uh well since we missed it last year man It feels like it's been forever since we've gotten to enjoy those two Uh, events. Oh, no. Anywho. Well, hey, friends, that's your Crown Store Showcase, and uh, now it's time for a little bit of lore. Yes, it sure is.
1: Buckle up, folks, because this is a long one.
0: Enter my mind, Vestige, and walk with me through the shadows of past events
1: friends lore lesson 122 this is the fourth part and the final part of our series on keshu the blackfin and as you recall in the last one i finished up my talk with pika Reel, and uh we had had a talk for the better part of an entire day in Leowin, and she sent me on to gideon to meet another close confidant of Keshu the Blackfin. And this is the tale of that meeting. For the first time in months, a cool, quite pleasurable breeze blew into Black Marsh from the coastal waters and in into Topal Bay. Misi, the esteemed author and squire to great Keshu the Blackfin, had agreed to meet with me in the city of Gideon. Upon my arrival, however, she decided she was in need of some breathing space away from the city. So we headed into the marshlands just north of town. Misi led me to her secluded, personal meditation spot on a small rise overlooking a tower ruin and Gideon proper. It was an awe-inspiring location in every respect. It was remote enough from the city to allow for some peace and quiet and it boasted a beautiful view of the lush land. I especially enjoyed the risk and danger of reaching it. This region of Blackwood was not your typical stroll on a Sundas. We had a couple of short delays on our trek, one when we stopped for a short conversation with a local fisher who recognized my guide and insisted she take a basket of fresh fare. Of course, Misi was quite thankful and she graciously accepted the gift, hoisting the basket up onto her head for the remainder of our short journey. The other was considerably less pleasant as we were hunted by a pair of adolescent hackwings who hadn't quite mastered their craft. Not wishing to put an end to their young lives, we managed to scare them off with some well-placed rocks and an illusion spell conjured by Meesee. When we reached our destination, Misi laid out a large, hand-woven blanket where we sat quite comfortably, cross-legged and content. After a short, awkward silence, I inquired. Well, I'm thankful for your willingness to meet with me, Misi. Misi smiled at me and quaintly replied, Ah, yes, Keshu. I do have much to tell, my friend, but first we meditate. Misi closed her eyes, placed her hands upon her knees, palms up, encircling her reptilian forefingers and thumbs. Being a practitioner of mindfulness myself, I was quite delighted at the idea. There we sat in quiet contemplation for several minutes. I'll freely admit, being in, those of, being in the throes of the wild was a bit unnerving to me, so I kept an astute awareness during my own meditation. Full disclosure... I cracked my eyes to keep watch just a bit, so I never truly dove into my practice as I normally would. Instead, I would take this opportunity to examine Misi up close. Misi was as still as a stone, fully engrossed in her own meditation practice. A small yet fit Saxlil, Misi was naturally and beautifully scaled. With accents of spriggan greens and dragon-thorn yellows, her tail, which rested in a coil to her side, had stunning flecks of a cinch-tiger orange and black. She wore traditional Argonian ebon-thread medium robes, complete with reptilian-scale linings and bird feathers accenting the breastplate. In the center of her chest, the circular emblem of the Blackfin Legion accented her armor, with a traditional interlaced knot similar to many other ancient Saxlil insignias. As I was with Picariel, I was simply enthralled with Misi and her true grasp of her heritage. It was a mere 10 minutes or so of quiet contemplation after settling into my meditation when I heard Misi's soft voice say, Ah, that was nice. Shall we begin then? My mind moved back to the present, and I opened my eyes to see my gracious host still sitting cross-legged before me with a warm smile. I beamed in agreement, anxious to hear her tale. A light rain began to fall, and I pulled my cloak over my head as Misi began to spin her account of her experiences as the assistant to the great Keshu the Blackfin. She had been chosen by Real after she had decided to return home and not accompany the Legion to the war in the North. Her narrative started just as the Ebonheart Pact began to take shape on the field of battle as Akaviri forces invaded. A collaborative effort of Almalexia's Dunmer forces and the armies of the North, led by Joran and the Nords, pinched the Akaviri invaders as they marched upon Morrowind. Arriving with precision timing, Keshu's forces, a phalanx of Soxlil shellbacks and swamp warriors fell upon the invasion force, force from the south and turned the tide of battle, overwhelming the Akaviri with what Misi described as wild abandon. The conflict ended on that day near the city of Ebenhart. Keshu, however, had just begun to fight. Keshu wanted other nations to know of the value and the veracity of the Saxlil, that they were much more than primitive savages from a marshy southern land. She wanted them to know the Argonians as equals. Staying at her side, Misi accompanied Keshu to meet with the leaders of the other factions once the battle had subsided. After a hearty greeting from her friend Joran the Nordbard, he thanked the Blackfin for her assistance and inquired as to what the Nords and the Dark Elves could do in return. Her attention turning to the Dunmer leader, Almalexia, Keshu paused for a brief moment in contemplation and then addressed her. No more Argonian slaves, Keshu exclaimed. Set my people free. Surprised, yet poised, Almalexia countered. A reasonable request and one the Dark Elves shall honor with one provision. The Argonians must join the Dark Elves and the Nords in a mutual pact of cooperation and defense. In that way, all three of our nations will remain free. And that brings us to our first fun fact. After a day of negotiations in regard to the new treaty and the birth of the Ebonheart Pact, Hesu the Blackfin agreed to keep her forces in the north to help assist in defense of her new allies. She immediately sent word to Stormhold that slavery was abolished. All Argonians were to be set free and they would now be allied with the Nords and the Dark Elves in mutual defense of their homeland. Argonian ambassadors were sent to serve in each capital city of the Alliance. Now, although an alliance had been forged and all Argonian slaves had been lawfully freed of their chains, it did not immediately remove the fear and hatred of the Argonians by the Dark Elves. It took nearly a year of the Blackfin Legion remaining in the Northern Territories for many Dunmer to warm to their presence as a free people. The realization that the Argonians had helped to keep them free of invasion certainly helped. In the months to follow, Keshu participated in many discussions with Pact leaders and offered innovative ideas. One in particular was the creation of an Army of the Alliance, which included members of each of the nations. Keshu would volunteer the Blackfin Legion to serve as the backbone of the new forces, training and preparing its soldiers for war. Keshu was soon promoted to the rank of General for her contributions in leading the Pact's forces. Another area of concern for Keshu was the care of the newly freed Argonians and assuring they had a sense of belonging and purpose in their freedom. Although some returned home to Black Marsh, many decided to remain with Kishu and fight, further expanding the Black Legion throughout Morrowind. The months to come were filled with Keshu the Blackfin, leading her forces against small incursions of raiders attacking Dark Elf settlements in western Morrowind. In each and every case, the raiders were thwarted by a well-trained army of three distinct races. Nisi sat back on her tail and stretched her legs. She reached into her side pouch and pulled out a sizable strip of dried meat. She worked the meat to and fro and tore it in half. Slaughterfish jerky, she asked. Well, certainly. Thank you, me, I replied, accepting the gift. She continued her account of the second year of their long deployment as Keshu and the Blackfin Legion headed north and began a tour in Skyrim. They were greeted heartily in Riften with a massive celebration in true Nord style. There was food, plenty of drink, and of course, the occasional good-natured brawl because that's what Nords did. On the order of business, however, in the coming days, Keshu and her legion offered their assistance in fortifying the town's defenses of which they were eternally grateful. From Riften, the legion traveled north through Eastmarch, through Eastmarch, and on to Windhelm for a much anticipated reunion with Keshu's friend, Jorin the Bard. Actually, Joran was now known as Joran the Skald King, as he had been crowned leader of the Great Nation. The hospitality of the Nord's home city was legendary. They were treated to the finest in local meads and the most exquisite in delicacies. They celebrated, they drank, they sung songs and told stories of battle. It was truly a joyous time for all, but they still had work to do. For the next month, the Blackfin Legion assisted the city in repairing its walls, defenses, and other damaged structures still in ruin from the Akaviri invasion. The Nords in Windhelm were also grateful for the selfless assistance from their new Argonian allies. Here's another fun fact. During their time in Windhelm, Cashew and Joran the Scald King were nearly inseparable, They would have one-on-one conversations about topics that Misi was not privy to. She suspected, however, that they spoke at length about their own thoughts on leadership, the Alliance, and the future of their great nations. The Blackfin Legion, battle-hardened and resilient, would come to an end in Skyrim as its soldiers would be divided amongst the packed troops of mixed nationality and sent to war. In the days that followed, Misi was present when Yorin approached Keshu with the most unique honor. I want you to command the packed forces in Skyrim, Blackfin, Yorin proclaimed. Will you accept this charge? Keshu, of course, agreed without hesitation. She set upon a journey that would carry her undivided attention for the next few years, as the Three Banners War was born through a series of skirmishes with Imperial Legions and troops from Daggerfall, Yashu the Blackfin would lead the charge along with the Nord General Korra Greatstorm and the Dark Elf General Yeveth Naramel. Together, they would lead and direct the strategies and tactics of the Pact's military might. For the next two years, Keshu led her troops on the field of battle. The Pact army would perform admirably under her leadership, gaining ground and losing ground. But many significant battles were won by the Pact against the forces of the Covenant and the Dominion. Keshu, always being full of surprises, made a distinct decision one day, seemingly at the pinnacle of her power and popularity. We've done all we can for the pact, Keshu said. It is time for us to go home. A look of pride and determination came over Misi as she explained the inevitable meeting Keshu had with Yorin upon her decision. It was clear she was proud of her charge for making such a difficult decision. Are you sure you want to do this? Yorin asked Keshu in his audience chamber. I've done all I've set out to do for you and the pact, Yorin. It's time for me to return to Blackmarsh and do the same for my people," Keshu affirmed. Then I can ask no more of you, my trusted friend, Joran said with a tear in his eye. May kind guide you back home, Blackfin, and if you ever need my aid, you have but to ask. As a sparkle appeared in Keshu's eyes, she replied, well, there is a small matter. Keshu the Blackfin, Ever the representative of her people wished only to open the borders of Blackmarsh to outsiders, offering travelers, crafters, and artisans the chance to experience and expand their knowledge of the Argonian people. Yorn agreed and asked where he should send any willing to, that were willing to journey to Blackmarsh. To Stormhold, he quipped. No, Kesha replied, send them to Gideon. Ever the visionary, Keshu the Blackfin wished nothing more than to re-establish an inviting and vibrant modern Argonian society by bringing the outside world into its borders. Not to change it, mind you, but to enhance it and bring back the glory their culture once enjoyed but had lost to the Aegis. What's more, Keshu's followers trusted her. Misi explained how they would follow her to oblivion and back if she had asked it of us. Missy stood slowly, brushing pieces of dried grass from her ornate robes as she stood. She began to gather her belongings, packing them into her satchel. As I stood and did the same, aware that her tale was coming to a close, she folded and rolled the blanket we sat upon. When everything was packed, she surveyed the ground and she even fluffed the grass in an attempt to leave no trace of our presence upon our departure. Misi looked to me after a moment, and she said, Cashew the Blackfin was not just a leader to us, my new friend. She was the pinnacle of our world, our purpose for many years. She taught us to fight, to stand up for a cause. In an eggshell, Cashew taught us to live. And upon our return home, she continues her fight. The only difference is that now she seeks to live her life in peace. Our only fight now is to assure we do the same. I was mesmerized by her words. As she started to walk down the path, I followed, choosing to hoist her gifted basket of fish onto my own head to lessen her burden. Tell her story, chronicler, she said. The world should know her.
0: Oh, man, that was good
1: it was a long series
0: yeah it was that was worth it though what a story <laughs> what a character yeah what yes, actually the
1: blackfin is an amazing character go know her
0: oh strong character I, yeah. I i love that uh absolutely love that well good job man that was solid thank you
1: thank good. you I had a I had a good time. And like I said, like uh, I've I've had a really good time with the with the new lore lesson format where I'm just getting out into the world and, you know, like doing more research in game, and it really has been a lot of fun.
0: Good, that's awesome. Well, friends, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the uh, of the show, and if you did, let us know how we're doing. You know, whatever app you're using, uh, however you're choosing to listen to your podcast, let us know. For every five star review that we get on iTunes, though, we'll show you some love with a shout out by reading your review. Right here on the show. And the, we have one today. This is from uh, Indiana. Nate317 from the USA he says, I love hearing Cash and Jibs' banter. Just two dudes hanging out and chatting. It's a lot of fun. And the way Cash covers lore is mesmerizing. His smooth and articulate delivery, delivery is truly fantastic. They always make me laugh and brighten my day. It's awesome. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Nate. That was really cool.
0: Appreciate it. Cool. And welcome to the game. Yeah. He's on his way. He's on his way. Well, as of course, you can always call us, 765-382-6961. You can email us, loreseekerspodcast at gmail.com. And it brings me great, great joy to finally say you can find all our content, everything, lore lessons, episodes, all the things over at loreseekerscast.com. And by the way, that's especially easy if you're wanting to contact us uh, there as well. Everything's right there, ease, ease of access. So there is that. Now, if you're wanting to join the Lore Seeker community, you can do so. You can visit loreseekerscast.com, click on the Join Community tab at the top. And that will take you to the community's website and they'll walk you through how you can join. Cash?
1: If you want to follow us on the social medias, you can follow us on Twitter. Jibs is at Jibs IRL. Myself, I am at Lore Seeker Cash. Cash is with a K. You can follow the show at Lore Seekers Cast. And if you're interested in tabletop antics, which are starting to heat up, you can follow us at The Natural Ones d There's also a podcast for that. And you can follow us here on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash lore seekers Podcast, Or you can catch us on our d d show, twitch.tv forward slash the natural ones DND. Friends,
0: be awesome. We love you. Thanks so much for hanging out. And have a great week.
1: Have a great week, folks. Be good to each other. And dilly freaking dilly.